the man that says what the people need to hear. Somebody need to hear this. That's right. He's going to be bringing you the word each and every week. You better not only be ready, but stay ready. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. The time is up. It's the moment you've been waiting for. He's here. It's the Raw and Uncut Podcast with Pastor Radden. Service starts now. Amen. Getting ready to start another Bible study. Amen. Got a couple more minutes. Just giving everybody some time to get online as we get ready to start. <clears throat> I pray that everybody had a wonderful day today. Amen. Mm. Amen. Amen. Let's see what the Lord has in store for us on today. Amen. Amen. It's going to be tight, but it got to be talked about. It got to be talked about. I can't tell. Is that my cousin up there? Amen, amen. It's going to be tight, but we got to get it in. Amen. Tonight we're going to be talking about the golden rule. I think y'all know what that is. If y'all don't, we'll discuss it here in just a minute. Got any noise in the background? That's my oldest son. Heating up some food in the microwave. There goes my cousin coming in from D.C. Hey, beautiful cousin. How are you doing? Amen. Mother Chappelle. My cousin. Amen. Amen. So glad you can tune in. Amen. Amen. We're going to go ahead and, and go ahead and get ready to get started. Amen. We're going to go ahead with prayer. Then we're going to go ahead on and go ahead and get this thing started. Amen. 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 Let us pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for this day, God. We thank you in the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah, for your mercy and your grace, for your love and kindness, for your forgiveness of sins, God. We thank you in the mighty name of Jesus for all that you do, Heavenly Father. You are King of kings and Lord of lords, the God of all gods, the one true God, the only wise God, as the word says. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, thank you for traveling mercy. Thank you for grace in Jesus' holy name. Thank you for watching over us all the day long. In the mighty name of Jesus, your name is above every name. In Jesus' holy name, God, we love you. We praise you. We give you honor. Bless this Bible study on tonight. Use me to bring a mighty word on tonight, Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. I pray that I will decrease and you will increase. In the mighty name of Jesus, that the people of God will see you in me and not just me. In Jesus' holy name, God, we love you and praise you and give you honor and glory. In Jesus' holy name we pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. The mighty woman of God, Bishop Kills, coming in from D.C. God bless you, mighty woman of God. Thank you for tuning in. Amen, amen. We got D.C. all up in the house, Washington, D.C. Amen, God bless you, amen. Two mighty women of God on the line on tonight, amen. We're gonna go ahead and, and get started. I am Elder Dakota Radden the assistant pastor from Restoration Community Outreach Ministries under the leadership of the mighty woman of God, Pastor Tonetta Robinson, and our overseer, the mighty Bishop Robinson. Amen. The big bad Bishop, Triple B. Hallelujah, God. Amen. I thank God for them for giving me another opportunity to uh, be online with you all tonight. Amen. Bless your holy name, God. I will be bringing the word on Sunday as well. And on Sunday, it'll be Facebook Live. I'll be probably bringing it right here where I'm at in Jesus' holy name, God. 
Amen. So I'm just letting you know now I'll be putting it out on Facebook that I'll be preaching Sunday, but it will be on Facebook Live. Amen. Probably around 1045. I'll let you know if the time changed 1045 in the morning. Amen. So I pray that um, Lord, the Lord will use me as he sees fit. Amen. And I will be obedient. Amen. And let God have his way. Hallelujah, God. Amen. Thank God for those from Restoration Community Outreach Ministries and Faith Deliverance Outreach Ministries. Amen. We're going to go ahead and get this Holy Ghost party started. Amen. With this Bible study on the night talking about the golden rule. Amen. And that's just man saying of the golden rule, how everybody wants to be treated, that you want to treat people like you would want to be treated yourself. And coming out of the book of Luke in the sixth chapter in the 31st verse, it simply states that, and just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. Amen. And I say that because we all want to be treated a certain way. You know, when we in this flesh, we have a tendency the way people treat us. That's how we go treat them. You know, they don't show me no respect. I ain't showing them no respect. They don't show me no love. I ain't showing them no love because they don't deserve it. You know, all of that type of stuff. But see, we as followers of Christ. We got to be different. I said, it's going to be a little tight tonight. Now, I'm not saying it's always easy. It don't mean you're weak. It don't mean that, you, uh, that you're that you less than or whatever like that. No, no, no. It don't mean that at all. If we are followers of Jesus Christ, we got to go what the word says. And the word says treat people like how we would want to be treated. So we got to check ourselves and we got to treat people right. Number one, as being Christians and followers of Christ means you can't talk to people any kind of way. You just can't do people any kind of way. Just like you don't want them to talk to you any kind of way. You grown for the most part and you don't want nobody talking to you like you somebody's child. You just don't and whatnot. But at the same time, that don't mean you <laughs> that you return fire for fire. Amen. Now, the word simply tells us, amen, like it says, to pe treat people like we want to be treated. But sometimes that's easier said than done. But that's what we have to do. Now, when we go to the book of Matthew in the fifth chapter, and y'all should know where I'm going, because this is one of my favorite verses in Matthew, the fifth chapter in the fifth and verses 43 and 44. It says, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Now, this is Jesus talking. Now, he said, you have heard that. That's not Bible. That's something that was probably said. At during that time, many years ago, all the way back to the Old Testament, that's what he's talking about. You didn't heard this before. He said you didn't heard to love your enemies or to love your neighbor, but to hate your enemies. But in verse 44, he says, but I say unto you, that's the but, but as we say, but God, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless those that curse you, do good to those that hate you, pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Now, a lot of people don't like that. There goes my baby tuning in with her fine self, my honey brown sugar, my wife of 23 years. Thank you for tuning in and supporting your husband, baby. Love you. Amen. God bless you, mighty woman of God. Amen. Amen. People don't want to hear that. They just don't. People do not want to hear anything about treating somebody nice that don't treat you nice. Don't want to hear nothing about loving somebody who don't love you. And that's why people that are not in Christ think that we're weak, we're docile, we're this and that and all of that, we're brainwashed and all of that type of stuff. You know, I just seen something today and he's, you know, we came up together. I'm a man. And sometimes he, he tune in right here with me and he might tune in later on and whatnot. But he putting something out there today. Oh, I saw you. I saw you. I saw you what you put out there, bro. I saw you. And it's talking about, unfortunately, if we're familiar with the case, what happened in Florida, where the black lady got shot through the door 
by the white lady when she would, I mean, it's, it was a mess before it even got to that point with the children and talking about the, the lady was saying racial slurs to the lady's children and she went to the lady's house and all of that. And remember, she shot through the door. This was national news and killed her and whatnot a few days ago. Um, so he was basically just talking about the story. And what he was saying is they, and you know, they say they are not playing by the same rules. And what he said is you got to, <laughs> it's basically opposite of what the word says. He said, you, you got to return evil for evil. He said, keep being what he said. No, he said, keep turning the other cheek. In other words, he was being sarcastic when he said, keep turning the other cheek. In other words, keep turning another cheek and they just go keep on hitting it and you keep turning another cheek. But I ain't. That's basically what he was saying in a nutshell. In a nutshell, that's what he was saying. You know, in other words, ain't no. Now, the book of Amos simply tells us hate the evil and love the good. That's what the word says. Now, let's look. Let's look. If somebody was to another man, for instance, was to put his hands on my wife inappropriately and I was around in the vicinity. It ain't going to be no, excuse me, sir, <laughs> can you take your hands off my wife, please? You know, she, she didn't like that. Could you just please, you know, don't worry about it, baby. We just going to be good. You're still alive. You, you got your health. We good. If you think that, then you're absolutely crazy. I am a man of God and been one for many years, 19 years. Now, I got saved in 2003, in November 2003. And here it is, June of 2023. If a man puts his hands on my wife inappropriately, it's going to get real ugly. And I have no bones about saying that. I'm obligated to protect my queen. That's what I'm supposed to do. Ain't going to be none of this. Uh, no, sir. No, sir. No, leave my wife alone. Take your hands off. I mean, come on now. I'm obligated to protect her with my life. That's, husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Christ died for the church. If husbands, you don't understand that, that means you got to love your wife as much as Christ loved the church. And even if you got to give your life to save your wife, they don't give wives that command about their husband. They don't. Yeah, they tell you to love and to be submissive and all that, but it don't tell you to give your life up. It don't tell you if you mistreat your husband, your prayer's not going to be answered. See, we, that's why I tell women about the submissive thing. I say, we the one who got the harder command. But, you know, that's, that's for another debate and <laughs> whatnot. But I got that. I mean, trust me, it, it, it's going to be ugly. No, there will be no cheek turning and all of that. If somebody was to put their hands on my wife or my children or my grandchild and all of that. Other than that and whatnot, you do something to me. That's one thing. You know, people always ask you, you supposed to be a man of God. Well, what happened if, uh, if a man just walk up and slap you? What you going to do? Don't you got to turn the other cheek? I always say, well, it depends on what type of morning I'm having. The next cheek might be turned, might be his. But I mean, you know, I don't promote violence, of course. What would I do be telling people to promote violence and whatnot? I'm just saying, you got to treat people like you want to be treated. That's all. You got to be treat people like you want to be treated. I'm not going to have nobody just to disrespect me or what I know. Somebody spit all in your face. And I know, yeah, what the Christian thing would probably be to do is to, to walk away and go on about your business. I don't know. I haven't been put in that situation. Don't know what I'm going to do in that situation come up. I pray to God that I will let as much as Holy Ghost that lies within me as the word says in 12 and uh, what's that? Romans 12 and 18. It says, if possible, to live peaceably with all men as much as lies within you. But I've never been put in that situation before. Ain't nobody never just nobody. No white person never called me out of a name, called me the N word to my face anyway. Never. I never went through all of that. I haven't. 
I don't know what I don't know what I would do if that would happen. It, it'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting to see what would happen. Would I say I'll pray for you or whatever the case may be? Would I walk away? Will I get violent? I don't know. But I pray to God that I will do something that my God will be proud of me in that moment. And if I do do something, I have to put my hands on somebody. You best believe I repent and ask God for forgiveness. I know people say, I understand. Yeah, you had a right to do that. Yeah, but see, as a man of God, I'm just not supposed to be knocking people out just because I'm mad and angry because somebody did something to me. I will repent and ask God for forgiveness. You can please believe that. I'm just not going to walk around proud that I done knocked somebody out or beat somebody down because they done disrespected me. But they put their hands on my wife or my small grandchildren or something like that. That's one. That's something totally different. I'm protecting them. I'm saving them. That's something totally different. That's not acting out of anger because somebody did something to me or whatnot like that. But the main thing is we have to love our enemies and people do not want to hear that. But that's what we have to do. You can't run around here every day if you believe there is a God, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that you just go walk up into heaven and reign with him forever and ever. But yet you got hatred in your heart because somebody don't like you. Not going to happen. How many times a guy said, how can I forgive you if you don't forgive them? And I have said this hundreds of times. It seems like even thousands of times. And I will keep on saying it. I will keep beating the drum on this. Hallelujah, God. I say I even heard a preacher out there sometime one time said it's easy for a man to preach about forgiveness if he's never been put in a position where somebody have did him very, very wrong. If you've never been done so wrong that it seem like it's unforgivable. They say, oh, it's easy to preach about forgiveness if you ain't into that point. I'm not at that point. I don't have somebody right now that did something to me where I'm like, oh, boy, God, you got to help me with this. But I know there's people in that position. I know that. And I'm praying for you. Forgive that individual, be it sexual molestation, be it sexual assault, be it you've been cheated on, lied on. It was somebody who you trusted, even a spouse, whatever the case may be. You got this. You got to get that off your heart some kind of way. You got to. You got to pray to God to get that off your heart. And I'm not saying that's easy. Your friend who you've been rolling with for years then did something to you, backstabbing, tried to get with your spouse or whatever it may be, male or female. That, that hurt. I know that hurt. I've never had to go through that, but I, I can't even imagine that. I can't imagine how that would feel. It's not like, OK, well, I forgive him. We cool, bro. Let's let's go on and let's go on and get something to eat. I'm quite sure that that friendship is is is, uh, is, is, is discommunicated now. It's torn off. It's, it's the end of that relationship. I know that. But I know one thing. you got to have forgiveness in your heart. You got to. That's just all it is to it. Big Willie, what's up, bro? And this brother go way back, Big Willie, all the way to fourth grade. Thank you for tuning in, Willie. I'm not saying it's easy, saints of God. I'm not. But we have to do that. We got to treat people like how we want to be treated. If people mistreat us, we can't return that. Amos 5 and 15. Hate the evil, love the good. We just have to. You talking about making it into heaven now, if you're an atheist, if you don't believe in God, then, well, I understand what you're saying then. Because you don't believe in God no way. So you ain't going to believe in none of this that's in the Bible. None of it. But if you do believe there is a heaven, if you do believe that there is a God, if you believe that Jesus is the son of God, then yes, you have to forgive. You must forgive. And there is no, God knows my heart. That's a trick of the enemy. That's a trick of the enemy saying that God knows my heart. Yes, he knows your heart. He knows what you're capable of doing. He knows that you can forgive that individual. If you really, really uh, want to, you can. All the stuff what they did to my God, they lied on my Jesus. They beat my Jesus half the night. Hallelujah, God. 
his disciples, the dudes, the dudes that he rolled with, that he rolled through Jerusalem, went through all kind of places with him, ate with him, slept on the ground with him, been with him, and they all left him. And he didn't hold it to not one of them. And his main man, Peter, that got the gates, oh my God. Peter, the rock, uh, denied him. But Jesus already knew this. It wasn't a surprise. He already said, you're going to deny me, man. You're going to deny me not once, not twice, but three times you're going to deny me. And he did. He said, the cock, the chicken is going to crow three as soon as you deny me that third time. Peter didn't think that would never happen. And as soon as he said, I don't know him. My God, how would you feel if your best, your road dog denies you like that? Tell me he don't even know you. And y'all been going to, going out and doing things. And tell me he don't know you. And as soon as he said it the third time, he heard that cock crowing. He heard that chicken crowing. And he couldn't do nothing but start bawling, started crying. Because he remembered what Jesus told him. He said, you would deny me three times. Now, that would be something if your best friend or something come up to you. I'm not saying that Peter was his best friend. But Peter was right there all the time with him. But what if your best friend said, brother, when, when the chips is down, you go out like you don't even know me. You know, man, you crazy. Well, I never do that, man. I'm ride or die with you. <laughs> wow. It's just something. All of them left him, but he never held it against him. What if your friends left you like that? And he's telling you, he says, but I say to you, love your enemies. That'll hurt if you get betrayed. My bishop, my bishop always get testimony when he was in the military. How people he thought had his back when he had to go to court for something. It was some, some mess that some people lied on and all that. They all lied on him. Ain't none of them stuck up for him. They left him out to dry. And with the help of God, he still beat it. As we sing the song, he's a lawyer in the courtroom. He still beat the charge because it was a lie. And they lied on him. But God was in his corner. If you don't got nobody else, you got God. That's why I say on, on Psalms 118, Psalms 118 and 6, the Lord is on my side. Whom shall I fear? What shall man do unto me? That's why I love that scripture so much. The Lord is on my side. If I ain't got nobody else, if I don't got nobody else, God is on my side. And that's all I need. Because man will disappoint you. I will disappoint you. I'm flesh and blood. I don't want to disappoint you, but I'm can. But I can, though. I don't want to, and I pray that I don't. I pray that I got your back through thick and thin no matter what. And I pray that you got mine like that. But if not, because you're human, I know somebody who does have my back, especially when I'm in the right. No matter what the situation, man, no matter how wrong I might look. That's why it hurt me so bad when my, my brother passed away some years ago. Boy always told me, he said, I don't care, boy, I'm always be in your corner. I believe him, and I believe him all the way to the end till he died. I can honestly believe that I, if I could have did something wrong, he would have been right there to defend me. That's why it hurts when my brother left, because he's my own one and only brother, my God. Because he always said, he said, boy, I'm always be in your corner. It hurts, and I got to stop talking about it before I start crying. I have my brother and love him and miss him, because that was back in 2019 when he passed away from cancer. And see, that's another thing. You think I hate God for that because he took my one and only brother? I still serve the Lord. It hurts. 
But I still serve God. Ain't nobody mad at God because he took away a loved one. I get it. People get mad because their mother, their dad, their brother, their sister, whomever leaves them. But God takes them. And you get mad. Why that had to happen to them? Why this and what? But I'm not the only person in the world that done lost a brother. My mother passed away in 2015. My dad, everybody's gone that I grew up in this same house with. Mama, dad, and brother. I'm the only one that's left out of the four. Whole family gone. But yet I'm still standing. My God, thank you, Holy Ghost. Why did I jump on that from the golden rule? But I don't hate God. I got to still keep praising God. I'm not the only person to lose family. I can't take that out on other people because I don't have nobody. When they, How you think I feel when it's National Siblings Day on Facebook and everybody showing pictures of their brothers and sisters? I'd be like, man. That's why I'm, you better treat people right and family members. Thank God I knew I was going someplace with this because sometimes even family get upset with each other. Brothers and sisters not even talking, some of them. And you still got a brother and a sister. You better apologize and make it right, even if it's not your fault. Oh, my God. But you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that. You, you just refuse to apologize because you didn't do nothing wrong. They was wrong for whatever they did to you. And maybe you probably was in the right you know how your people are for whatever reason they did. They, they ain't speaking to you and it wasn't your fault and whatnot. Why don't you just apologize and get it right and get back to hanging together and talking like how y'all used to. You having cookouts cooking on the grill and you ain't inviting your family over. They ain't inviting you up. Man, come on. Life is too short. People are dying every day. Hell is enlarging itself. It says that in the book of Isaiah. Hell is getting larger. And you got brothers, sisters. And some parents and children not even talking, all because of a disagreement. I get it. Family can be something else. They can be something else. Family. My God. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to promote family first in my household. No matter what, all that outside stuff, it is what it is. Family first. Always support your family. If they need you to move, help move, you go help them move. I don't care if you don't feel like it or not. That's your sister. That's your brother. Whatever. If they need you to do something, help them. If you're good on the computer, they need some flyers printed out or something. Help your people out. They're your family. Your family ain't only going to be here but so long because just like that, they can be gone. 2015, lost my mother. 16, 17, 18, 19. Four years later, my brother passed away in January. Four months after that, in May, my dad passed away. That's it. Everybody's gone now in, my, in, in that family that I grew up in this same house with, sitting in this very kitchen here. Hallelujah, God. But I still serve the most high God. I have to. I got to keep marching. I got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. I can't let that stop me. I can't let that slow me down. I mourned. I cried. I did everything that I needed to do, and I kept serving God. I even did the eulogy for my own brother and my dad. People say, how in the world did you do that? It was God that did it. Wasn't easy, but my brother wanted me to do his eulogy because couldn't nobody tell his story like I could. My dad, I had to do his eulogy. Didn't have nobody else to do it. I did it. I'm not saying that's easy to do. A lot of people say there ain't no way they could have did that. But through the help of God, take care of your family. Love them. Treat them like you want to be treated. Apologize. My God, even if it's not your fault. How many times I got to get that testimony by my sister-in-law and me? Man, we didn't speak for months. Y'all done heard this before. Some of you anyway. We didn't speak for months. Not back before I was saved. My goodness, my brother's wife. All because she pissed me off at her house, mind you. 
because she changed the channel. I was watching the Lakers and she changed the channel. You know, I love my Lakers now. I'm a Laker fan. She changed the channel. I got pissed off. Her house, but still, I'm drinking too. And you change the game while I'm trying to watch it. The matter with you in your house, mind you. <laughs> but nevertheless, it got ugly. I ain't went over there. Even my own brother, I ain't went over to his house for six months. All because of her. But when I got saved, she came up on the job site to go see my brother to bring him some lunch or whatever the case may be. I stopped her. I said, hey, sis. And she said, I heard that you got saved. Because, you know, the word was already out. She said, I heard that you got saved. I kissed her on the cheek and I apologized to her. And we've been straight ever since. Ever since. And here it is, 2023. I was it 20 years ago. Look at God. Look what God can do. The hatred in my heart for my sister-in-law is gone. It's always been a little tumultuous with the relationship. You know, when I was a teenager and she was grown, I didn't cuss her out and all kind of stuff, even back then when I was a teenager and whatnot. But we get along just fine. But it was God. Family. You got to treat them right. Got to treat family right. Get along with your siblings and your parents, your cousins, aunts, uncles. You got time for this because in the blink of an eye, they can be gone. A sickness, a car crash, anything. They could be gone. Stray bullet, people getting shot left and right. Y'all see the stuff that's going on. People just knocking on doors and people shooting through the doors. At graduation, people shooting at graduations. Come on, that's a happy, joyous time. Have people acting a fool. Out here in Columbia, South Carolina, kids was at a park after the prom. Shooting going on. Kids getting all shot and got to go to the hospital after leaving the prom. All of that type of stuff. People in Columbia know what I'm talking about. For those of you that are outside Columbia, South Carolina. All that type of foolishness. Life is too short to be sitting up here mad at somebody and not want to forgive somebody. I'm not going to let somebody keep me out of heaven because I got hatred in my heart because I can't forgive them. That is not right. Thank you, Bishop. God bless you. Thank you. Love. Forgive, patience, some of the hardest things it is for a human being to do and to have. We don't want to wait for nothing. We don't want to have patience. It's hard to love. You don't want to forgive nobody. I can just, I don't know how God is thinking because it said that his thoughts are not our thoughts, his ways, our ways are not his ways. That's what the word says. It's just like you're just trying to imagine a God just sitting there, just shaking his head like, my goodness. Remember way back in the book of Genesis, he said he repented that he made man because man was so evil. So he had to have a flood to cleanse and get rid of some stuff. Start all over again. God, God said, I repent that I made man. I'm like, God, oh, God was sorry that he made human beings because we don't want to do right. But now that Jesus has died and we are under the grace and not the law, this flesh, this flesh just wants to just Take over. That's why you got to keep it under subjection. You got to read your word. You got to stay in here. You got to read your word. You got to pray daily. Nobody said it's easy out here. Like I said, you want to slap the fire out of people with the way to how they do. But as a man of God, as a woman of God, you can't. Don't do that. Don't don't get down to their level. Don't the level. Don't let the devil drag you down to that to that level. What did Mark Twain say? Don't Mark Twain is a famous saying about saying about don't stoop down to somebody's level. 
Uh, don't get stupid like somebody because they will beat you with experience. It's something to that nature, something like that. Don't stoop down to somebody's level because they will beat you with experience. In other words, you know what you're talking about. If somebody don't, then just let it go. Some people just not go accept wisdom. I believe the book of Proverbs, I don't know what chapter or verse it is. It said wisdom is too high for a fool. That's the book. I didn't say that. You arguing with somebody and you know you're right. Cut it. Let it go. You'll run yourself ragged. You'll just you'll stress yourself out. Some things you just got to let go. And see, then you'll mess around and develop hate and stuff like that. And you can't do that. You know, thank you, uh, Brother Tillman, Mr. Tillman, for tuning in. God bless you and your family, sir. Pastor Boyd, mighty man of God, thank you for tuning in. You got the love, saints of God, the golden rule. Treat people like you want to be treated. Love your enemies. Love those that despitefully use you. You got to love people if they can't stand your guts. You still got to love them. Nobody said you got to invite them over to the cookout. Nobody said you got to invite them to your child's graduation and all of that type of stuff. But you got to love them, though. You got to love them. You can't love God knows my heart. Once again, don't let the enemy trick you with that foolishness about God knows your heart. I want to stop drinking, but God knows my heart. I want to stop smoking dope, but God knows my heart. The enemy just go keep dangling that carrot right in your face and you just go keep reaching and grabbing it. If it's something like that, you need to stop that foolishness. Stop that drinking and driving. Stop that cheating on your spouse. Stop that drug use. Stop all of that mess. Don't be sitting up here telling my God knows my heart. Stop it. You can just plain stop it. Cold turkey. I did. It wasn't a process. I didn't just, but now everybody's different. Everybody's different. I know some people it might take a little time. And as they say, God is working on me. Be patient with me. So I don't want to offend nobody. I'm a little different. Everybody's different. Some people that do. But as long as you're trying to work on it, ask God to help you. Whatever your vice is, your shortcomings. Ask God to help you with that. It might not stop in one day, but just keep asking God to help you. Tell the devil he is a liar. Keep going to church. I don't care what the, how good the bed feels and whatnot. If you know it's eight o'clock service, get your butt up and go to church. Okay, if it's raining outside, it's cold outside, whatever the case may be. If you don't get a text message or, or some type of alert or something from the pastor saying that church is canceled, you need to go. And because, it's, you know, if it's snow and ice on the ground, that's one thing. That's dangerous. But other than that, my goodness, tune in. Tune in online. Do something. Get some word in you. You need that. Hallelujah, God. You need that. There it is. There it is, Minister Coleman. There it is right there. Never argue with stupid people because they will drag you down to their level and beat you. And some say and beat you with experience. But that's it right there. They were saying don't argue with stupid people. That was it. Because they will drag you down to their level and beat you with it. So that's what I'm saying. When you know, thank you. God bless you, uh, mighty Minister Coleman. Amen. Her and her husband, mighty man and woman of God uh, up there in Newberry, South Carolina. Awesome teachers. You know you're right. Cut it short. Because you mess around and develop some type of hatred and you don't want to do that. You will get that hatred in your heart. And you can't make it into heaven like that. That's my whole deal about trying to make it in. We're trying to bring as many people into the fold as possible. And the only way we will do that is living holy and doing right. It's just like my man said earlier today about they're not playing by the same rules. You know, it is what it is. I pray for my brother. I pray for I pray for them cats like that. You know, I pray for them. I know I get it. I was out there in the street, too. I was out there. I know about that. People don't treat you right. You don't want to treat them right. You kill my dog. I'm going to kill your cat. That's just, I mean, that's just how it is. You slap me. I'm going to slap you back. 
But the word of God tells us not so. We can't do that now. We can't do that. You want to pack? I ain't got no problem. People say, I'll tell you, I was talking with a man of God a few months ago. And he was saying, what do you think about preachers carrying guns around? I said, bro, they got the right to do that. That's what they want to do. If that's what they want to do, they can do that. And whatnot. What am I going to say? You ain't got no business carrying no gun? My goodness. You know what? We trust God, don't we? We trust the Lord. But how many of you sleep at night with your door open? Unlocked, I should say. I'm a child of the Most High God. I believe that he covers me with his blood. But you can believe one thing, that door will be locked when I go to bed at night. All the windows will be locked and all of that type of stuff. Our bishop say, don't be stupid. God gives you sense. He gives you wisdom. You know, some people, I mean, you just it ain't like you don't trust God. That's just common sense and wisdom. You got a family to protect. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, <laughs> about breaking in the house. I say, you breaking in, you, you know, the door is locked to keep you safe. <laughs> Not us. <laughs> the door is locked to keep you safe. So you can come up in the rat household if you want to. I'm just, you know, it is what it is. I got a right to protect my family. I'm not telling you what I got and what I'm doing and all of that type of stuff. But the door is locked for your protection. <laughs> you better remember that. Amen. Treat people like you want to be treated. I'm getting ready to to uh, to get ready to sign off. I thank God for my pastor tuning in. To God bless the mighty woman of God. Amen. Thank you for this. That's that's my mighty man of God, a mighty woman of God, my pastor, my bishop. And I thank God for them. I love them so much. They've done so much for me over the years. You couldn't find two better people to serve up under. You're looking for a church. You're talking about some people that will love you like family, go out of their way and do things like that, help you out in all kinds of ways than you can imagine. And I've been under them since 2004. I still got the certificate when I was a member. <laughs> I'm still there now. Amen. Hallelujah. Until God tells me to raise up, that's when I'll do it. Because I'm just not going to go out there on my own. It was time for me to get up under their umbrella. No. Until God says so. I love my leaders. And I will stay right there. Amen. God bless you, Bishop Kills. We're going to go ahead and uh, go into a word of prayer. Amen. Uh, Danita Sumter, thank you. God bless you, sister, for tuning in. Amen. Amen. You and your daughter, CK, and uh, God continue. may God continue to bless y'all. Amen. Let us go ahead and uh, pray so we can go ahead and dismiss for tonight. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for this lesson on tonight. Thank you for having your way, God. I pray, Lord, that you will order our steps and use us for your glory in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Father God, I pray, Lord, that you will strengthen us, Heavenly Father. Give us wisdom and knowledge, Lord, and help us to overcome our shortcomings, God. Give us the wisdom, give us the knowledge, Lord, and strengthen us, God. Strengthen us, Heavenly Father. To love those that don't love us, God. To do good to those that don't love us, Heavenly Father. And it's not easy, but we need your help, God. Because flesh will get all up in the way and rear its ugly head, God. I pray that we keep this flesh under subjection. And we act accordingly. We act Christ-like. Use us for your glory, Heavenly Father. We just want to make you proud. We just want to make you happy in the mighty name of Jesus, God. I pray, Lord, that you continue to bless each and every one that was on the line on tonight. Bless those that will be looking at this online tomorrow or the next day or the day after that or later on tonight. In Jesus' holy name, I pray that this word will help somebody in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, you get all the glory. It is nothing that I have done. It's all you in the mighty name of Jesus. You, 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 God, you get the glory in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. I thank God for each and every one tuning in on tonight. We are at Restoration Community Outreach Ministries.
Hallelujah, God. 2208 East Boundary Road. That's off of Percival Road. Amen. And you can catch it off of Farway Drive as well. Amen. Once you tune, uh, tune in, depending on what side of town you're on. Amen. I thank God for my pastor, Tonetta Robinson, my bishop, Bishop John Willie Robinson, Jr., Amen. The mighty minister of God, my favorite minister, Minister Joshua uh, Robinson. Amen. The baddest organ player in the land. Hallelujah, God. Uh, bless your holy name and his lovely wife, Deaconess Erica. Amen. We have awesome leaders at Restoration. Amen. And Deaconess Richardson. Amen. God bless Deacon Matthew. Amen. One of the baddest drummers in the land. Hallelujah, God. See, we blessed to have the best organ player and the best drummer. Amen. God bless both of them. Amen. And to uh, Faith Deliverance up there in Newberry, 2615 Johnstone Street. Now, I'm learning the address now. In Newberry, South Carolina. Amen. Where Bishop Robinson is the pastor up there and he's preaching. Amen. And under the mighty leadership of uh, Minister to, uh, to Rhonda Coleman and, and Shannon Coleman. Amen. Two mighty ministers. Amen. They live holy. They teach and preach the word. May God continue to bless them and order their steps. Amen. God bless the people of Newberry for tuning in. Thank each and every last one of you. Amen. Amen. We love you and we praise you. Amen. We will be having a yard sale up in Newberry. They'll be putting that information out. Amen. Come on out. If you need a place to fellowship at 2208 East Boundary Road, please come by. Come by and see us. Amen. If not, you want to make a donation or anything to our ministry. We're at dollar sign R-C-O-M, R-C-O-M, Restoration Community Outreach Ministries, dollar sign R-C-O-M, 1999. Bless your holy name. God bless each and every last one of you. Thank you, uh, Ebony. Thank you so much. Matt, that, that woman right there at the city that has helped me out so much over the years with different things. Thank you. And God bless you, Ebony. It's, I wouldn't be where I am without you on a computer when she was... Man, that woman had patience with me and thank God for her. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you and your husband and your and your beautiful daughters. Amen. May God continue to bless the Moultrie family. Thank God for each and every last one of you. Thank you for tuning in, Cousin Gwen. Amen. God bless each and every last one of you. I love you and God loves you more. If you want to talk or pray about something, hit me up on Facebook or Messenger. And once again, we'll let God, we'll give, we'll tell God all about it. Amen. God bless you and thank you. Love you too.